I won't. <clears throat> I won't release anything that you don't want. Released. Thank goodness. Are you saying like like if you bodily or like in terms? No, I'm of- saying. <laughs> I'm saying if you say something you don't want released. No, I'm saying prior to the beginning. But we've already started. So that's that's where it demarcates. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have made a we have made it's a pact. It's a very very place to start. Doctor Carol and I have made a pact, and you know it. We're really excited to have you all here on this episode of You'll Die Trying. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan, and I'm Brent. Yes, Brent is still here, ladies I, and gentlemen. No, fresh not. off the boat of Nashville, I, I had to go all the way back home. I had to be back. I know. I'm just saying, it's exciting that you're back in studio with us, producing like he, here. He was not there, having, and now he's here again, yeah. and not having to 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 my totally my pilot splice. is pretty upset about <laughs> yes, that. But. See, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's expensive, but you don't care. That's fine. It's no big deal. It's just what five thousand a uh, uh, net jet. Yeah, that's mm, no, more close, closer to ten. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I'm just dragon. I'm just really excited that you're here. I'm, I'm excited for when our podcast is ready to fund a net jet. For us to do speaking engagements around the globe. Well, I, I swiped the You'll Die Trying debit card on a NetJet last week. Is that why that's I That's what happened. <laughs> yes, that's not good. Hey, it's so interesting that because someone has a lot of uh, subscribers, that they get invited to go do all kinds of things all over the world. For free. Yes, all because mm-hmm. a bunch of people said, we like this guy, <laughs> even though that person, male or female, may not really be offering that much by way of cultural enrichment. Right, so mm. ladies and gentlemen, please share this episode, share our podcast, so that we can have if free each net jet trips. Would reach one. Okay, it's time for mail time. You know, when you're in the podcast world, people Here's will send the you mail. It never a lot fails. of goods. You know, electronics companies. We, you know, boosted boards and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we would like to take this opportunity to open all the mail of people that people have sent to us, all the free things that we get to try and enjoy and maybe even review on our podcast, okay? Okay. And mail time is over because we don't have any mail. <laughs> so we would like to, <laughs> the, oh, okay, the, so we're, we're flipping through all the uh, mail. 2017 uh, miller Shatmar tax return. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to invite you to, uh, to send, uh, send us some mail and uh, let, us, uh, let us talk about your, your product. Absolutely. If you'd love to send us some mail, please do so by sending it to P.O. Box 1160 Owensboro, Kentucky, 42302. Please attention it to You'll Die Trying. We would love Y-D-T. to feature your product. We'll have some merch here soon as well. Yeah, Be on the lookout for coffee that. Coffee mugs for sure because I think uh, Brent and myself today alone have drank like two or three pots. Oh, for sure. Definitely. There's going to be some free merch coming to the person who is the 1,000th person to click like on our Facebook page, You'll Die Trying. Absolutely. So uh, that'll take a little time. That may, I don't know. Before we dive I into- I think we'll still be alive. I want to, yeah, I hope so. But before we dive into today's episode, I really want to petition our listeners to to send to their to their governors for Dr. Carroll to to be with us from 8 until 5 p.m., 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. Please write your local. I, I, pre, I think that is a state's issue. Uh, I do too. That they can all agree that I have to be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah, I think so too. Your uh, your mic stand is having issues. Yes, it's just there's uh, a pill for that. <laughs> so I would like to uh, first of all, I think it's only fair since since Brent piloted himself back to Owensboro that he uh, he cue us up for uh, for this episode of You'll Die Trying. Coming at you.
ladies and, and gentlemen, that was that was perfect Brent fashion right I mean, there. Like that is literally Brent laying in a nutshell. I love it. Yeah. Let's talk about what it means to uh, to be a good friend and what friendships uh, contribute to the world. Ready? Go. I love this episode. I'm excited about this episode because last episode we were talking, Brent, we were talking about our friendship and I think friendship is crucial because in high school, for instance, you, you, you grasping onto everybody in hopes to have the most amount of friends. Like you want to have, you know, 150 or two, whatever. My point is, is like you just want everyone to like you and you want to like everybody and, and be invited to every event and thing. And nowadays, I can count on one hand my friends. Gosh, that's me too. I was glad you went there because I was just going to silently... No, I yes. Exit the room. No, it's 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 yeah. true because like they're literally on a and two of them are in this room. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I it's almost like I have to pay for friends outside of you guys. But no, that's not the point. The point is that I don't want to pay for them. I don't want to have to work extra hard. And it's like you take the people that you genuinely love investing in and that you know are investing in you and love you no matter what. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you guys, you all know this, I've thrown some dirt on you all and at you all. I mean, Brent and I used That to, is news to me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, okay, uh, I'll say Brent, you first, but and then I'll go to Dr. Carroll. But I used to live with Brent, ladies and gentlemen. Like Brent and CJ, before they were in married. In the house that I built. In the house. bare hands. Yes. I lived wow, at Brent's house. And CJ, before they got married, was like, when you, we get married, when we're married, you're moving out. And I literally dreaded the day. I would. I worked at Starbucks at the time. Remember, mm-hmm. I would always bring home free coffee and stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, I, Brent had to put up with me. I mean, I was his roommate, and I, it was his house that he invited me to. That he so. built with that his he own built with his own bare hands. And Less than two years. I mean, that's might ridiculous. I, I mean, it makes me feel so inferior. I am like not even going there for myself. <laughs> I literally haven't built it. I haven't even. I haven't built anything. That's not true at no, all. I haven't built a thing. It's not true because this past summer, you literally were a part of that building process that literally took so much time. No, and, well, the no, cre- creativity. My wife did oh, that. Oh yeah, that my is wife, true. She's Joy, definitely strong arms and people. She, she got them in is the general check. contractor. She's the general. She did it all. She got him in check. I remember, like, we would be trying to record episodes <laughs> before we could. Re- Doctor Carroll, you're like, hang on a second, and you're on the phone and. She was so happen. good because she was in, trying to include me on everything. But you know, by my not being there, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't a good partner for that project. Well, um, this is the confessional. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I just watched an episode of Big Brother. Do you uh, like that show? God, it's terrible. It is so awful. What is that lady wearing with the visor? I don't know. You talking about the celebrity the cele- Big Brother, dude? I don't know any of those people, but jo- Joey Lawrence. There, oh, he's on the show? Yeah. I just saw the girl that was the Olympic medalist and her and some woman wearing a visor were in a fight. Well, oh, you know who else is on there is uh, Kato Kalin. Who's that? I think he was like uh, um, OJ Simpson's wife's friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. I only know that because who else do I know named Kato? Except for everybody's on the keto. keto. I was thinking of keto, yeah, it's which keto. keto makes my heart rate, rate increase ex- exponentially. That's just powdered meth. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I won't the ever point, do that again. The point is, Big Brother's terrible, but I caught it because I was doing a little cooking and it was on the in the kitchen the other day. And uh, Just picture you hitting the one to make it one minute on the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> cooking. Anyway, my point was, I wasn't around and, uh, and Joy did that and she was kind enough to include me on the decision. But at the end of the day, she was in charge. Not like Brent, who literally did it himself. 
And well, the, I obviously I know you had some I help. I had help because you had to get the trusses up there. But generally, Absolutely. you did the yeah, rest. The crane. I mean, did you do the electrical work? That I did completely by myself. Golly. I'm, I mean, now, and I bet the wires are like parallel all the way up the yeah, joists. Perfect. But, <laughs> but I did not do the so plumbing. Ridiculous. I have a plumbing phobia. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, you did have a plumbing issue the other I did. day. Just uh, a few days ago. <laughs> Personally or at the house? At the house. Okay. Oh, I see what you did. You there. I did. Yeah, I see what you did. Well, yeah, there may be there a connection some, there. There's a parallel there as well, just like the electrical. So no, our, you don't like plumbing? No. Uh, who does? Plumbers. Did you call I, the plumber on that? Yeah. Plumbers are brilliant. Do you know they're they're really smart? They're very smart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have to they have to understand gravity and how <laughs> gravity yes. works on water and pants. And and pants. I, I don't get it. Is that okay? It's my Pl- bit. Plumber when the plumber's under the kitchen sink. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen the T-shirts they've made? That no. it's it's the it's the like the head of a person, like a, a a female maybe in a swimsuit, but the the swimsuit stops right where the plumber's bum starts, so it looks like. Oh, that's funny. Plumber's yeah. crack. Yeah, that's. Cleavage. I get it. I get it now. I get You're it. With me now. So you don't like plumbing, but I you did not. everything else yourself practically. Uh, yes, but I did. I did have to get help with some of it. My brother helped me. Okay. On the framing. And he was like 16 at the time. He was. He was young. How old were you doing this? Oh, um, how old was I? You were two, this was 2006, 2006 to 2008. So 2016, well, how old were you? And subtract 10, buddy. Don't make me do math. <laughs> You're not. I, I have, have, an I have to found math. one thing that Brent Lane is not good at. No, he just didn't want to do, do it tell, right now. Do tell the whole world this. Math? Right? I didn't right. know yeah. that. I've known you for a very mm. long time. I didn't know that. I know Dr. Carroll's not good at math. I'm it's not actually, good at math. No, terrible I, at math. It's not normal to be good at math. Really? That's, it's actually abnormal to be good at math. Oh. I like where you're going. I mean, it is. It's, it's I like, didn't know that. How many mathematical geniuses have, have you met? Literally none. I met John Nash. So I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I got to Google him. Well, he taught at Princeton, and he was uh, in the movie A Beautiful Mind. He's played by Russell Crowe. Oh, that! Oh, that. you met him? Yeah, that guy. Okay, that guy. It's a I beautiful was there movie. when they were filming that movie. That's a great movie. Met it's a great Ron film. Howard. I'm so sorry, Mr. Nash. I'm sorry. He's deceased. I'm sorry, well, Mrs. Nash, or his estate, or estate of. God. Anyway, math <laughs> geniuses are rare. Yeah, for sure. I wonder why it's a language. Well, I, I don't think people are built for logic. And I say that in all seriousness, yeah. not, not trying to be silly. I just don't think it's natural. I think it's, uh, I think it's great. Think it's an aberration? For the people that are capable of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's normal for the average person to, to think in that way. Yeah. I, I think that's... I think the the fundamentals of human existence is experience. It's not logic and reason and rationality. Interesting. Yeah. Well, as I've said on this episode, on this not episode podcast before, my wife is a math whiz. She was a major. She had figured out how she needed to get through school, whether or not she needed to attend class. I mean, the woman didn't have to attend a statistics class and she aced the class. I can't wow. even say the word. It's very difficult to say. I'm not even going to try. Um, 
so she's one of those people who really gets it. Yeah. And it's humbling because I do not. And, you know, I don't need a whole lot of other reasons not to feel manly. <laughs> But that's another one right Mm. there because she (laughs) nails the math. It's amazing. That's fun. And it's one of those things where I don't think she sees like numbers illuminating, you know, like Kevin Hart (laughs) in night school. Um, But she she gets it and she doesn't know how she gets it. And there are stories of children who can can solve relatively complicated problems age appropriately Mm. and they don't know how they know it. And then they go through math and they're taught how to do math and they can't do it anymore. They lose it. Weird. So they are born with this innate instinctual ability to solve. But when they're taught the process, they lose that ability. I have a friend here in Owensboro whose son was like a very gifted mathematician as a small, small boy. And then he went through math and he lost his ability to so do that. The the process being taught is not the best process then. Yeah, it stymied his ability to get there naturally. There's something, there's a better way. Well, yeah, and and the way they, and, and you'll see this, uh, Nathan, as your boys get older, they, they the educational systems change how math is being taught constantly. Hmm. Isn't there like a new multiplication and division? It's way? common core math, is what it's called, and it is very complicated. And so when I go to sit down to teach or to check the work of, my kids, if they would, you know, bother to do it, um, I do it one way, and they're like, "That's not how we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to show our work, and this is how we're supposed to do it." And show I, your work. Hmm. I remember hearing that. That remember is that? literally mm-hmm. deafening in my mind. Show your work. Like, oh, I just used a calculator. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> we were told that we wouldn't have calculators all the time with us, and like that's entirely false. Showed you, math teacher. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Not Thank only you, that, Apple. but we also have a camera at the ready. Absolutely. Wrong. Yeah, Jeez. and then and that goes to my point. It was rational to say, you're not going to have a calculator. Why would you? Right. But who knew? That's right. Who knew? That's to you your point. You can't predict what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And not, that, not to devalue. Reason or logic. Exactly. These are ancient sciences. Do you know the queen of the sciences was considered theology and philosophy was her handmaiden? Hmm. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, it sounds beautiful, but you need to go in more... Detailed because I'm just sitting here. I'm literally on an island by myself and you and Bryn are in a boat right now. Can you please come and get me? We're, we're on our way. I think you're speaking too intellectual. In, what? Well, anyway. Too smart for me. So philosophically speaking, reason and logic have their place. But I hear you saying mm-hmm. maybe human beings aren't born to be quite so uh, linear. Well, I just think that there are more elements oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that are... As important. Yes. I think it's about finding the balance right. and not letting one become the end all be all. I love know? it. You're talking about diversification. Yeah. I, yeah. I think what we do is we live life trying to find that, you know, mediate that balance between all of it. And we've all got our own gifts. Your wife has hers that oh. I don't. Oh, me either. And, it's crazy. Um, so I think it, it probably comes down to the individual yeah, finding, taking the tool set that they've been given yep, and finding what yes. they have to do to mediate. And that goes back to what we talked about the last time you were here, which was this community making piece, mm. which is you bring your gifts and I bring mine and we complement, mm. complement with an E and then not an I, we complete. 
one another because of these these gifts that we bring, and that's the nature of community. Right. the The biblical version of that is, you know, not everybody can the the, the, the community is a body. Not everybody mm-hmm. can be an eye. Not everybody can be a hand. You're the yeah. eye. I'm the hand. We work together. It works out well. Um, there are all kinds of other philosophical analogies for that. But at the end of the day, we can't all be good at the same thing. And be happy that you're a hand or or a yeah. an eye. Yeah, or, they're be the all best important. Hand or eye, you can exactly. be. Absolutely, they're all essential. And on this episode, speaking of friendships, I want to refer back to a previous podcast when we were talking about how relationships are are transactional in some form or fashion. You all, being intelligent, want to be my friend to sound and seem more intelligent than you are. So there's the transaction there. So we're kind no. of... We're, yes. We're trying to get something out of you. Yeah, and that is just to make you feel smarter. So you're welcome. So now we're going to transition to talking but, about insecurity. No, no, no. We're actually going to transition after that statement to say, you know, like you be the eye, you, I be the hand. Did you all read the article that recently released in regards to the, the Chinese, the two gentlemen, uh, one was blind Ooh. and one had no arms. But collectively <clears throat> together, they have planted over 10,000 trees. I have chills. That is beautiful. Friendship. One man cannot see but has arms. Golly. One man can see and has no arms. Yet he tells wow. the man that cannot see where to plant the trees. I mean, come 10, on. 10,000 trees have been planted in China. And I read that article. I was like, oh my gosh, that is incredible. That is friendship, man. That is friendship. Taking someone by the, the, the waist in this instance and just saying, let me guide you. Trust me. That's absolutely I mean, gorgeous. God. It's beautiful. That's awesome. I hope that you all, if you all were... This is the part where Nathan addresses the listener directly. I was addressing you all. Oh. If you all as my friends and me as your friend ever were in a predicament or in a situation where you needed my arms or legs or eyes, I would be that for you. Thank you. Yeah, I would. And those of you who are listening, (laughs) I hope you have someone. There you go. So why do you think it is that, and, and this is not universally true. So there are going to be people out there shaking their head and, and leaving you know, comments. No, they're not going to do that. But they're going to be shaking their head and disagreeing with part of this. But why do you think that some people, as they grow older, that pool, that friendship pool uh, becomes more distilled? There are fewer and fewer people on whom you can count at that, in that way, you know, the, with the analogy or the example you just gave. Why is it that the older we get, the fewer people we have to count on? Or am I just, is that just my experience? That's a good question. And I don't know. I don't know if that is true for everyone. Well, I definitely think it isn't true for everyone. But is it true for anyone else here? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have many friends. But you used to. You used to have so many friends. But that's what I would long for, man. I would work to just like be able to call somebody my friend. I love the idea of somebody, you know, uh, liking me. I mean, that's that's what we all long for for a long time. Do you feel like all of those friends back when were all completely? Friends. No, no. Okay, that's the question I was going to ask. No, 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 no. It was very. It was. That's I me, and I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I can't help it. You know, I'm on call tonight, and that's just. A, it's a do not does that disturb. Say yeah. 
That's my wife, ladies and gentlemen, on this Should uh, you answer episode that? of Yeah, I can answer that and you all continue to talk. But I just think that uh, the friendship aspect of I think that I was more of a friend to people than they were to me, for sure. For sure. As I Well, that's a terrible thing to say. So <laughs> What did I say? Did I did I word it wrong? I think no. it was because I, I said that I think that I was better of a friend than they were to me. Yeah, I really do. I think I was a better friend to them than they were to me in, in like high school, speaking in high school, right? That's We're going to break this down while you take yeah, your call. Take your call. So, uh, Brent, you are around a lot of people. My guess is. I, I, you well, probably, it, on a daily basis, are not necessarily. It, yeah, it varies. Okay. It varies. Now, I, I was in a band for about 10 years, and we toured constantly. Um, but about a year ago, uh, we finally kind of called it quits. Mm-hmm. So since then, I have not been around as many people as I'm used to being around. Uh, when I was touring, it was mostly either strangers or people that I knew from a distance, like, you know, longtime fans that would show up. But, you know, I only knew them uh, as well as you can know somebody from just, you know, talking to them yeah. at a show. Sure. So would you say that you're rich in friendships? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I, not as much as I would like, I think. I think I, uh, as of late, I've, I've come to realize how good some of my friends are at keeping in touch with people. Yeah. And how... Poorly, I do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I think I kind of just took it for granted that, uh, you know, I get calls yeah. from the same people. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely want to talk to them. I'm happy to get those calls. It never registered like, oh, I could be doing this in the other direction. Yeah. Um, and part of that was just being probably too busy with my work and not paying attention. Um, so yeah, I wish I wish I was richer yeah. in friendships. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for who? For you, Nathan. Oh, okay. So you said that you've got a tight, small group. Do you feel like? Does that feel fragile? Like, like if you got a ton of something. Whatever it is, it's like, oh, I can, I can spare. When you get down to a very small amount, do you feel that same? Like, I've got to really be careful. No, no, I think it's pretty awesome because I was what I was talking about at the beginning of this episode. It's like I've thrown dirt at, at you, and yet you're still my friend, Brent, and mm. and genuinely care about me. Dr. Carroll, same thing. I've thrown things at you or or maybe you've seen a, a side of me that isn't the most beautiful and, and whatever, but yet you love me as I am. You all at this point haven't gone anywhere, so you're. I don't think that you are, so therefore that doesn't feel fragile. So that feels mm. really good. Yeah. Um, That's it, interesting. Yeah. Because I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're... If you're gonna, going somewhere, can't hold that thought because I... I think you just helped me define a piece of friendship because I don't think as a friend that I even would notice 
that. You know, like I wouldn't characterize, oh, there's a part of a person's personality that I really don't like. Like as a friend, I don't, I don't that wouldn't, that wouldn't register as a thought to me. Mm-hmm. It would be like, but well, that's just, that's one color in this grand palette. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't pick one out as distinctive for one reason or the other. It's just, well, there's, there's the palette. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, as a friend, I would never think, ooh, there's a side of him that I, I don't particularly like. That, that would never occur to me. And that feels good. And therefore, no, it doesn't feel fragile. It doesn't feel, I don't know, just like at this point in my life, I think it's great with the handful of friends that I have, you all included, I, I can actually more free to be myself. Mm-hmm. The freedom yeah. that have that having a handful of friends is. And to, to those of you listening who have multiple handfuls of friends, that's great. I think that's awesome and incredible. If you literally can rely on these people, uh, mine's just a smaller. Well, you know, Joy and I have talked a lot about this because we, we've both been pretty social people and, and the positions that, that, that we've been in or have held have, have uh, kind of presented that to us. And we've had the privilege of knowing a lot of people, but you realize that at some point in your life, Either things happen or things change or positions change or you take on a new work or whatever. And you realize that a lot of those friendships were uh, for a particular purpose. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because those people were getting something you know, from us that now they can't or don't get mm. from us anymore. So she taught me this uh, idea that there are friends for a reason, friends for a season, and friends for a lifetime. Uh, going to college, for instance, you know that that's friends for a season, right? Or uh, maybe somebody's in a um, a group, a, a women's group, or and that may be friends for a reason. And then there are the people that you're the, you're with for the rest of your life. I have a friend that I've been friends with since kindergarten, and we don't talk often. We always send a birthday text. He lost a parent when we were in school. I lost a parent when we were in school. Um, we, when we do see or talk to each other, it's like there is not one second has passed since the last time we were together. And it could be years between when our voices exchange. Um, but it's like no time has passed at all. And to me, that's like, that's a lifetime friend. Um, but we don't connect, you know, he lives mm-hmm. in another state and, he has lots of kids and I have lots of kids and it just doesn't work uh, logistically. Even in a, a, a technological world like ours, it, we haven't made it work, but it works when it needs to, which is pretty cool. But I find that when people, this, this is going to sound negative and I don't mean it to, but it kind of is. But when people can no longer, when some people can no longer get something out of you, they disappear. Mm. I've thought about it's that. True. I mean, in like in my business, in music, there's yeah, it, it's tough. Very transactional. It's tough. So I've yeah, had to think about this a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm a thinker by nature. Yeah. So I've, I've had lots of thoughts about this, and I guess where I'm at in my understanding with it as of right now is like Nathan and I, we have a lot. Of uh, like, I think of life as as a journey, walking a path. Mm-hmm. Nathan and I and, and I have walked a number of miles mm-hmm. along that path. Remember that one time you almost punched me, and we were on no, the dance floor. I, you were mad at me. 
I was. God, <laughs> I don't even remember. What, I, I was doing something probably extremely dumb. Brent's probably working extremely hard, and I'm in his way, annoying him. <laughs> and he's like, "If you don't get out of my way, I'm gonna be." Uh, yeah, but on the same note, we got over it really quick because we lived in like super close proximity. Yeah, well, we just we've shared a lot of meaningful moments, mm-hmm. and like getting snowed in in Massachusetts, and remember that? Yes, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> but anyway, so. <laughs> But that that means something, you know. If you meet a new friend and you, you know, I guess the friend for a season, yeah, as you called it, um, that person also has their Nathans that hold much more weight than you do, mm-hmm. just by the nature of the way life has played out. Absolutely, and so I try to think of it like that, and. Of course, you know you you can't you can't put as much um, importance on on a friendship that's very short lived or to date anyway that you would uh, you know a long term friendship and I take or I try to take friendship very seriously um, like if Nathan does something that just Really, I just hate or it's terrible. Um, I have to try to be. Not that this has ever happened. I'm not, I'm, we're talking. <laughs> no, I was literally thinking here. like how many times we're has talking hypothetical. No, <laughs> you just have to. You have to think. All right. Well, how many times have I done something like that that I've yeah been the recipient of grace. Mm. Hey, what city were we in when we were walking back from the Walmart to the bus and Brian Nance is opening the DVD I don't know. package and he inhaled the cellophane and we had to go to the emergency room? <laughs> that I don't that's know. That's funny. So that's it's interesting uh, to hear you you talk about that, um, Brent, that it's it's really what I hear you saying is it's uh it's it's a, a cultivating a kind of presence to whatever relationship you might find yourself in at any given moment. Yeah, well, like some relationships, friendships, if you will. Sure, I will. Just, are just, will you? Will you, Nathan? Well, yeah, I was just, yeah. We absolutely. both will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> you said friendships, if you will, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. They're, they're reciprocal. It's like yes. you figure out that you both have a common goal mm-hmm. or you want to share an Uber somewhere, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I'd share an Uber with you guys. Sweet. That's that's perfectly fine. Like, that's good. That's we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. We share common goals and we pair up when we have that common goal. Right. When that common goal dissipates. Yeah, we too do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And but with long-term friends, I don't I don't think, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't need Nathan anymore. Right. Because there's that Right. It's no longer history. about Common goals. It's about shared history, right? And that has to develop. Yes, it has to grow into that. Yes, and some relationships just some do and don't. some don't. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, that's okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that we do tend to be kind of hard on ourselves about it because we might read that as a failure, failure. Uh-huh, on mm. our parts to have not been able to cultivate um, a crop out of that friendship that would last, that would be sustainable over the years. and But not all of them can, nor should they. Right. It may just not be meant to be. Not meant to be. Yeah. It's okay. 
We cry. <laughs> I've been known to do that. Relationships uh, are my one of my most favorite things to think about. Have I ever made you mad, Dr. Carroll? I know the answer if I asked Brent right now, because I mean, I, I've seen him upset with me. Have I ever made you mad? No. No, I've been frustrated, but not angry. You were mad at no, you were frustrated at me last week. What, what happened? Uh, well, I don't know how to be very generalist, general about it. Remember when we were walking out back here and I made the comment about the employee yeah. that needed to meet with you yeah. because it was emergent, but it wasn't emergent. Oh, And you were like... I, yeah, I wasn't mad at you. You were reeling me back in though, pretty I, hot. I feel like that's part of my role as the kind of consultant in the con- this context yeah. is to remind you of your place and not to be, not to allow yourself <laughs> to become overly excessed. I know. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was good that that horse thing. That was not. Mm-hmm. It was, that sounded. I kind of like a. Anyway, relationships are are interesting <laughs> and they're complicated sometimes and. Um, I, I said before once that I had the privilege of giving a lecture in my undergraduate school for the whole student body about uh, anything I wanted, and I chose friendship because it's such a it's such a fascinating. I used this word earlier. Uh, it's a fascinating mystery to me how people from similar or varied backgrounds can create meaning, shared meaning and purpose together. And can do so accepting each other's faults. You know, your your parents teach you to um, be friends with those people with whose faults you can live. And I I like that. You know, you you pick the people whose faults you can live with, and mm-hmm. and you and you stay there. Um, why though? And I get caught on this question. Why do we? Why do I have fewer now? And maybe if I'm listening to the universe or whatever, maybe that's what my life needs right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe I shouldn't even question that as much as just be thankful for it. Like this is a season where what I have is what I need. Mm. Never too much, never too little like manna. (laughs) Remember that story? It was always just enough. Yeah. Now they think that was the fruit of a tamarind tree. Not necessarily as miraculous as the story has it, but nonetheless, just enough for the day. How do you always like, <laughs> where did that come from? Did you open up a like Newsweek or? or <laughs> no, that's just. Newsweek. <laughs> yeah, it was. Newsweek would definitely have It was on the cover of Time this week. What yeah. is manna? <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> the most relevant pressing cultural issue of the day. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's awesome. I've enjoyed this episode. I won't stop thinking about friendship. Good. I, and mostly the question, what kind of friend am I? Which that was the that was the the vortex of our episode way mm. previous. Um, yeah. What kind of friend are you uh, who are listening? What do you feel that you're one that why are you smiling? Because I'm addressing the <laughs> I do this. This is my new bit. Good job. No, I am Good that. job. Yeah, we're job. I just that is that is my new bit. For those of you, I just want to know what it's ask not yourself. New, though. You've always done that. It's new to me because I'm noticing it. You're becoming conscious. I of am it. conscious of wow, it. Wow, this is like watching a birth. Episode, yeah, it's like a, just as messy. It's because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. For those of you, uh, what kind of friend are you? Do your like, thing. Like, man. What? 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 Do my thing. Do your thing. I quit. I'm. I quit. This is my last episode. I'm retiring tonight. <laughs> 
Brent will be taking over. <coughs> he and his entire family are, are going not. to up and move from encourage, Nashville. Encourage our, our congregation. A congregation. Congregation. For those of you who are listening, what kind of friend are you? Are you uh, one that you can feel is uh, confident and and where you stand as far as being that reliable and and uh, kind and I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Are you the, are, are you, you two guys the kind of friend who would have sat with me yesterday and watched my knee get sliced I open? I would totally have done that. Yeah, I, you didn't even tell me about it. And so you tell you like, oh, I had a surgery. And I'm like, I told what? you about it, but you didn't ask after that. So I didn't want to bother you. That with is it. bogus. I mean, you told me you had mm. a surgery. So what am I going to do? I didn't know if you were like minor, under anesthesia. Minor surgery. And I only use that word because the lady at the front desk said, oh, you're checking in for surgery. And I looked back at Joy like, oh, she called it a surgery. That's not good. Yeah, Joy I was there. She watched the whole thing, I too. I didn't even know about that. Iron stomachs week. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. I'm healing. I hope you're a good friend. Uh, I hope that you can say, yeah, I'm a great friend. I know that you guys can rely on me. Like, I will be there if you are on your way back from somewhere and you are two hours away, you have a flat, I'll be that guy. You know I will. Or it's awesome. if you're needing a place to stay because your house is under construction, you have my house. That's... That defines friendship right there, right? Yeah, we can have your house. You can have it. No, I just, I appreciate your friendship, jokes aside. I want to strive to be a a good friend and I want to be selective about that because I think um, for me, um, less is more. I want a disciplined pursuit of fewer but more meaningful friendships. You remember that red top you have? Yeah, my shot. Sure. If you are a real friend to me, you will let me have it. It's in my truck. You can go get it. Okay. Speaking of trucks, I trucks. parked in front of yours today. God, okay. Brothers, I'm going to bow out and say thank you for listening. You are, there you go. Brothers Ram. What year is yours? Oh, gosh. 12. Ooh. It's beautiful. That charcoal. Mm. It still says Dodge on the dash. Oh, yeah. That's so, back when Dodge made those things. I like it. It's a relic. You are for listening. i am jonathan i'm nathan and i'm brent and we are you'll die trying thank you for listening let's go you don't like all this truck talk no i was trying to be just that's what i'm trying to be funny i know are you still recording nope